you don't look well. In fact, you look rather peaky. Do you feel under the weather? Perhaps you need to visit the doctor. When we feel bad, we need to recuperate. And recuperation is the thing that is on the mind most of Gallatry Hospital Radio. Welcome to the medical miracle of broadcast. And today's question, how do you feel? Hospital Radio, the station that helps you tune up whilst you tune in. We're here to make you feel better about being incapacitated by your horrendous and possibly terminal illness and allow you to while away the blissful hours between ill health and whatever is over the great divide. Seriously, folks, we're here to make you feel better about your prognosis and to come to terms with the fact that it's not all peaches and cream in the land of the living. We have a packed program tonight. Everything from the menu to our rave colostomy bag of the day review. I need to make you laugh without feeling the pain. But also, no pain, no gain, as they say. We know you would sooner be tuned into the real Gallatry Radio, but, well, to save you the embarrassment, that program has been deemed way too exciting for your slight grip on a mortal existence, and we really don't want you shuffling off this mortal coil just yet. At least until all your medical bills have been paid. And let's face it, you really skimped on those insurance payments. So we're in for a long haul. And that life support is really not going to be switched off even if you and your loved ones beg us. Whilst you breathe, there's a security check to cover your need. Think of it as tipping the doorman to heaven. And now, to more somber news. It is with great disappointment that we note that Mrs. Felix, yes, that Mrs. Felix, the complaining one, the one with the bladder problem, passed away peacefully in bed 241 Ward 7 just before the show finished airing last night, thereby missing the final chapter of our lively phony debate about speculums and their correct heat of application. Mrs. Felix convulsed suddenly at 7.45 and was officially pronounced dead on arrival at 11.12. They tried to resuscitate her, but let's face it, when your numbers are up, no amount of huffing and puffing is going to drag you away from the crap stable life. Still, it's not all bad news. Let's welcome our new listener, Mrs. Pump, who... 
was nearly moved into bed 241 just before the witching hour of last night. Welcome aboard, Mrs. Plump. An unfortunate name with your near-fatal anorexia. Hey, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Well, the staff nurses inform me that bedpan duty has been of particular interest this week after the unfortunate accident in the kitchens. Some emissions have been spectacular in the extreme and have resembled the sort of thing Jackson Pollock was renowned for. However, all in just the hue of brown with tinges of green. The nurses have reported that the interest caused by these motions have resulted in far less soiled beds as they have actually been doing the rounds voluntarily because of the variations in stool development. Monotony has been relieved. And it's a great big shout out to the terminal ward. In the last five-a-side football match versus the maternity ward, the terminal cinched the match to a 5-3 win with only one sending off and one major casualty. Mr. Wimpole finally succumbed to his bowels and was later cremated in his football stripper's mark of respect. No one was in attendance as the match was still being played into extra time. Although, one of the staff linesmen did say something very nice. news and it's not good moving on several patients have had to be quarantined recently on account of them forming an opinion organizing meetings and generally becoming a bit of a pain tranquilizers proved to be uh, ineffective as the patients quickly realized that nurses were using old-fashioned, tried-and-tested ways of controlling their charges, and the medication wasn't getting into the system. It was decided by hospital management that the patients concerned may enjoy themselves more if they were allowed rest and relaxation on their own for a very long while. A very, very long while. All is quiet again on that particular ward. Psychiatric views. The Moaners and Wailers singing group have decided to release their first CD, having worked for the past two years recording it. The six-track EP is on sale at the gift shop priced at 14 salmon and 99 shrimps. Opening track, A Hard Day's Night, will also be available as a single release and a double schizo mix CD. All proceeds will be going to Dr. Anzac and his personal holiday fund. Whilst on the psych ward, Dr. Anzac apologizes for the power outage that occurred in the hospital last night and explained that some of his patients were affected by the full moon and had to be, well, whipped into shape with a slight electrotherapy drop. Fuses have now been changed and all seems to be in working order. However, the new craze in the psych ward for Afros 
seems to be unabated. In the maternity stillborn sweepstakes, congratulations to Mrs. Welfer, whose progeny remained conscious for a whopping 17 minutes before fading into oblivion, beating the previous winner, Mrs. Brentwood, and her baby, Sponge, by 3 minutes and 12 seconds. These records may become impossible to beat in the future, although several mums-to-be are reported as keeping their fingers crossed that their offspring may become the new champion. The maternity ward of celebrating the fact that one child born there four years ago has actually started at Mr. Slenderman's kindergarten. However, prognosis for sustained life does not seem likely. The abortion clinic knitting circle has recently reported a mysterious loss in knitting needles, which has proven to be rather a pain and has prevented them from being able to pursue their hobby to any great effect. This has resulted in a surge in births of unwanted children who are presently rather cold because of a lack of blankets at the clinic. It was suggested that the heating be turned up. However, the clinic opted to open the windows on this cold winter nights and reported that abortions could still be completed well into the seventh triumster. Kitchens. Several patients have complained about the menu on offer. This is not new and the kitchen has chosen to ignore any solicitations on this matter. Those patients on the four-speed ward have been the most vocal. Why? No one knows, or really, cares. And now, a little banging number for Nurse Ratchet and Dr. Ransack.
Oh, we were gonna go through the whole list, but someone has misplaced the song of music. So let's just say the score at the moment is healed, 13, the dead, 27. Looks like the dead win that one again. What a weak proctology, what a pain in the bum. Still, on education news, Nurse Sleeman reports that the annual finger painting exhibition by the vegetable patch patients has now been installed in the basement right next to the incinerators. Now, we go live to Operation of the Week. This week's star is Mr. Karkonk, who is having some part of him removed and a jolly good skin tug to try and hide the fact that he was obese in the extreme. If you listen carefully, you will probably pick up on the sound of the suction device becoming overclogged with the glutinous excess of Mr. Karkonk's bilious sack of humility that he called his body. And let's face it, who's he trying to kid? With bones like that, he can still hide the Mars bars and big out like he used to. In dementia news. Mrs. Force Scrotum has become the proud owner of a giant teddy bear that she managed to procure through her tenacity and luck with her dauber. After investing 742 pounds on the cards we sell each day, on behalf of Dr. Anzac's charity drive, Mrs. Force Scrotum was able to claim her prize. This was soon confiscated by the ward matron as a potential suffocating concern. Never mind. Mrs. Force Scrotum can enter the new round of Bingo Heaven this month's prize. A giant teddy. Several patients have requested shout-outs and dedications, so... Get well soon, too! Mr. Pormuth, Miss Spoyne, Reverend Sprinklehose, Mr. Plume, Ms. Cockroach, and... Oh, forget that one. The Angel of Death paid a visit in the last ten minutes. Oh, oh. Well, it's coming to the end of our broadcast when the lame, the incarcerated, and the terminal need to bend down and get their rest in order to face another day of purgatory and humiliation at the hands of the institutionalized and inhuman K.
caring the nurses that we employ on zero-hours contracts here at Gallatry Hospital. Welcome to Gallatry, again and again. Oh, and get well soon. You have been listening to Gallatry, a community-funded local radio station. I'm Adam Aardvark. Max couldn't be around at the end of the show. He often needs to lie down in a darkened room and sort of, well, convalesce. If you enjoyed today's show and want to know more or simply express a simple and not very cogent opinion, then email us at welcometogallatry at gmail.com. You can tell us what you think, although we might already know what you think. Or failing that, if you genuinely have no idea, we can helpfully provide some new ideas that you can call your very own. Ideas that you can share with your friends and family and become a much more interesting and likeable person, if only to yourself. This has been a Gallatry Entertainment broadcast recorded in a haunted pub in Gallatry. No, honestly, voices appeared on the recordings that we later had to edit out. I think we got them all, but who's to know for sure? Anyway, Gallatry is performed by Max Black, written and recorded by Max Black and Adam Ardark, is copyright Gallatry Productions 2015. Thanks for listening. But remember, on your next journey home, Gallatry may be just around the corner. <laughs>